0: Welcome back to the Grace Escape Podcast.
1: Thank you. And welcome to all listening. Yeah.
0: Where we have conversations about how we got out just in the nick of time, no?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, felt like it.
0: Well, we came out in, in separate journeys, but here we are together now conversating about how we escaped through grace. Yes. a high control fundamental charismatic pentecostal church group also known as the united pentecostal church
1: that we spent over 30 years in yes and now we hope to help other people that are looking to escape or have already escaped
0: that's your that's your mission huh
1: um yes What's your mission? Do we have different missions? I don't know. <laughs> okay. Seems
0: like uh, you've got some turkey hangover. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I did not have turkey hangover. I've had, a, I've had quite a bit of turkey to um, at least date the podcast. Well, this doesn't date it, but it's around the time of
0: well, the date is on when we post it. So it is around the Thanksgiving holiday in yes. the United States when we are recording this a couple of days after. Yes. And so I was just joking. I didn't mean to be mean about you having a turkey hangover.
1: <laughs> I kind of do a little bit. I've had a few turkey sandwiches already, and it's only a couple of days after Thanksgiving. So, okay.
0: Well, they don't come to hear what we're eating or dieting on.
1: Well, that's true.
0: So, let's but it's still let, fun. let's jump into what we're going to talk about today.
1: What are we going to talk about today?
0: Well, um uh we are going to talk about miracles, signs and wonders, but Ooh. they probably already know that cuz we of usually we usually put a title in the description, so Yes. Um That's true. So, as we've been traversing some of the services online, as they um, post them, or just being in it over thirty years, we heard the signs, miracles, and wonders. Miracles, signs, and wonders. Wonders, miracles, signs. Whatever order you want to put it in, <laughs> um, it's a big it's a big thing in the charismatic Pentecostal church.
1: Yeah they they want they want the signs and the wonders and the miracles really bad. Yeah, it seems like.
0: And uh, I thought it was also kind of um, a good time to talk about it because there's also a movie that has come out recently that's making its waves in
1: a documentary, uh, yep.
0: documentary called um, Cessationism, right? Yes. And uh, we have not watched it yet, um, but we know, we know a few people that have and have recommended it. Mm -hmm. highly recommended it. And so we just haven't gotten around. We've been so busy, but we definitely want to see it. Yeah. And so, uh,
1: I'm sure we could recommend it easily.
0: So there's kind of been in the, in the, uh, maybe the new apostolic reformation camp or the charismatic camp and the cessationist camp. There's been some back and forth recently about those two points of views biblically. And so we're not gonna deep dive into either one of them today, but we wanted to talk about miracles, signs, and wonders and what those look like biblically and are they for the church today.
1: Right. And just to do a little um Well, we we'll, maybe we'll share a few stories too, but um kind of Yeah,
0: because just... we grew up um in a church that definitely practiced mm-hmm. um talking about it um whether to
1: operate in that
0: whether uh biblical miracles were really happening is another story for um maybe later on
1: yeah i think that some people would uh claim some healings and maybe um try to get it to fall under this sort of category but i think miracles, signs and wonders at least biblically was um, different Different,
0: yeah, and so we had a couple prophets that would come through um, the church when we grew up, yes, um, and I would say that prophecy in the church varied depending on maybe what group of the UPC or Pentecostal church you grew up in, what maybe even what part of the country you grew up in we We had pastors that were very much into that. And so we had several big um, meetings that lasted weeks and weeks and weeks that had um, prophetic um, services. And along with those prophetic services, they would operate in what they called the gift of miracles or have miracle services, faith services, that sort of thing.
1: Gift of healing. Yeah. And this Mm -hmm. was just to be clear, the prophecy part of this was like the, the foretell or the, Foretelling of
0: things. Yeah, to well, happen. yeah. I'm sorry. So, yeah. if that wasn't self-explanatory, yeah. The 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 prophecy services were a man, you know, calling people out, sometimes calling them forward or having them stand up and saying something as though God was telling him what to say um,
1: about them and maybe what would happen in the future for them and in their lives. Yeah,
0: and it could it could range from very um, general? general to mm-hmm. specific. Yes. Right. And so we've experienced that even personally. We had, I I know that I was.
1: I talked about my situation or my experience or one of my experiences either last episode or a couple episodes ago. Now I don't remember, but.
0: Yeah. And um, I know that I experienced it from a few different prophets that came through where they talked to me, but that's not what we're talking about today. But I just bring it up because a lot of the times it goes hand in hand. Um, -hmm. um, but I'm finding, um, we, we came across the Pentecostal service the other day and it's not a UPC service, but they've been doing a miracle service for 30 years where they pray over handkerchiefs and then, um, you can call in or write in and, and get one of these and
1: order your handkerchief. Yeah. Yeah. That they've been praying over for the last
0: so I just think there's there's an there's an over obsession with miracles signs and wonders um in the modern charismatic church um most uh, you know particularly the the pentecostal leaning charismatic churches today
1: hmm why do you think that there's an obsession like um I just kind of wonder why they're so they talk about it a lot nowadays i mean uh, along with the word revival which
0: we yeah well we have one up. clip from a well-known upc um evangelist minister or whatever um and uh he his the title of the message uh, is the dimension of special miracles oh boy yeah i didn't even know there was such a thing
1: i don't even think that i know what that means Like, are you trying to get into that dimension? I'm wondering to where you can...
0: Well, you know, there's a lot of this dimension stuff, um, atmosphere, um, next level breakthroughs, a lot of this stuff. And I think it um, is very Gnostic New Age types of teachings um, that have crept into the church. And we're actually doing some study on that right now Yes, um, where we're going to do a conversation episode on um
1: Gnosticism b- and new age in the in, in the, the church in the church because
0: it like is rampant in the church and yeah, once really you is. understand where this stuff comes from you can just see it almost in every service it's yes. kind of it's kind of very s- scary um because it's not it's not christianity at all it isn't um it's very very uh you centered self-focused self mm-hmm. it's a very um that's why I think it comes from Satan because I think it's very much about what you can have within yourself. What you can do within and your power. It, right, and it's wrapped around the Holy Spirit, but, it, but that's not, we don't have any scripture for that kind of stuff. So um, kind of the same thing about declaring and decreeing, mm-hmm. um, being able to speak into, you know, into existence basically what you want. Um, and so or that need. kind of, what's that?
1: I said or need
0: yeah and so I think that that it it kind of borderlines some of the stuff they do in these miracles services where they say you know if you can just muster up enough faith, you can receive your miracle tonight um so I think that part of the reason why there's an obsession with it is because they the the Pentecostal church, particularly the United Pentecostal Church and churches like it, are. Very much um, trying to be the Book of Acts church, Mm -hmm. they say they're apostolic, meaning that they operate in the apostolic gifts, and so we see that they try to pursue those things to prove that they're still the apostolic first church. Mm -hmm. Um, You would hear hear terms as though we're the we're you know we're the Book of Acts. We're
1: we're preaching exactly. I mean,
0: we just watched a. one the other night where it was all about, I'm a Pentecostal and I'm so glad I'm a Pentecostal. I'm an original Pentecostal, Pentecostal, Pentecostal over and over and over. That was the whole thing. I mean, you didn't hear the gospel. You didn't hear Christ crucified. You didn't hear that we're sinners, that we need Christ. Um, every once in a while you might hear a little bit of that, but, but it was all about how, you know, we're, we're the the original speaking in tongues church and it's just so much about that power and demonstration and I think they chase those things
1: they do they do I think they really want bad to look like that church and it's interesting because Pentecostal specifically you know that was like a festival or a holiday
0: it was a Jewish festival yes
1: and so why would you need to
0: celebration feast
1: recreate that or whatever.
2: Well, I
0: think that's a lot of the Bible, and we want to talk about that in a future episode too, just taking, you know, reading yourself into the Scripture instead of reading out of the text what it means. And that's a lot of the conversations we have is to help people. I know that for us, we have to learn that constantly and that the Scriptures, well, maybe not constantly, but, you know, you have to learn that after in your in your deconstruction of the UPC or the Pentecostal type doctrine, you have to deconstruct from that and and learn that that the the scriptures point us to are either in the Old Testament it pointed to Yahweh or Jehovah. And in the New Testament it points us to Christ. Yes. And a lot of the Old Testament scriptures point us to Christ as well. It's not these these passages aren't written to us, I'm sorry. They're just not written about and to us specifically. And so, kind of shifting that mentality. If you grew up or spent any period of time in the UPC um, or churches like it, you're going to have this idea that you know all these Bible passages. You can you can pull out the minor points, and I mean, we've watched a few recently where they. It's just almost every single time they add these these things into the passage that's not there. And they focus on that and make it all about us and our lives and how we can be better or do better. Um, And so that's why we bring these things up.
1: Well, yeah. And I'm just thinking about how many times it was a bit disappointing. Well, so as a kid, when one of those prophets that we had as a kid came through, we had a lady in our church that was in a wheelchair mm-hmm. Uh, she was an older lady. And, um, I think she had been in it. I don't know if it was an accident. Do you remember if it was an accident?
0: I don't, I don't really remember if she was born yeah. with some debilitating gosh I feel, thing or.
1: I almost yeah. felt like it was an accident, but that happened on un- unfortunate, Um, but they tried many, many times to get her to stand up out of her wheelchair. And obviously they would have loved if she had walked, but, um, they could never even get her to stand up. And I just remember as a kid wanting to believe for that, Mm -hmm. but almost knowing in the back of my head, this seems this seems- well, I think
0: you knew in the back of your head because you, you saw it multiple times where they would claim that that was going to happen and there would be this big yeah. crescendo in the service where everyone was really praying or coming around the person. Sometimes they would even even get people to grab them and, and, and try to stand them up. up. Yes. Um, and it would never happen and even recently we watched a ser- service where that happened um, yeah. where they tried to pull and in the um i think the minister even said or the speaker even said you're going to walk tonight you're going you're yeah
1: you're getting out of that wheelchair you're getting tonight. out
0: of that tr- wheelchair tonight
1: well and just i kind of wanted to talk about that story because um the woman ended up not getting out of her wheelchair mm mm-hmm. mhm and um, I think we'll talk a little bit later that we do believe that God is a healer. Um, so this is not to say that he doesn't heal. Uh, but she didn't get out of her wheelchair. Um, they kind of moved on awkwardly with the service and kind of put the attention somewhere else. The speaker did. Um, but then in the next service, the pastor had to get, cause it was a visiting minister. The pastor had to get up, I think in sort of, Um,
0: Well, it was almost implied that people were questioning why it didn't happen, or they were having a hard time with it, or maybe he was just covering the basis.
1: Yeah. Well, he said a few things that were concerning. Um, He said, we are believing for a divine miracle. By faith, it will happen someday. Um, He also said he loved that the speaker, this visiting speaker, just went for it he said, and that she exercised the gifts. Obviously, this woman didn't jump out of her chair, but he said the visiting speaker showed people how to get, quote unquote, get out of the boat. Okay. And that um, we're not the healer, God's the healer, and we have a mandate to act upon scripture, which, what is that scripture that they would be referring to? Uh, maybe we can talk about yeah, that. yeah I think
0: there's there's several scriptures that they they tend to go to as um, proof texts that that should still be happening, happening today. today and again, I think we'll just you already said it, but we'll just emphasize it again does God work miracles today I believe that he still works miracles today that's different than if there's the the gifts of miracles today um where someone, where a man can mm-hmm can do miracles like the apostles were able to do Lord early Jesus. in their, in yes. their ministry. Um, we have scripture and we don't have that to pull up right now, but there is scriptural passages where Paul didn't heal people later on, even though, um, this, as I mentioned earlier, this service, this 30 year anniversary of this prayer class service, they're, they're um, their foundational scripture, and he said it several times leading up to it and during the service, like we have a biblical precedent for this, and it's the passage in acts where um Paul they cut part of his garments, robe and, garments
1: yeah. and was able to use. and that so for healing. they
0: used that scripture that even the the garments of Paul could heal people
1: yeah, so those were the apostles, mm-hmm. right so we are not apostles today nope. There are not apostles today. Um, Just to be clear about that, Um, and those 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 signs and those gifts were used for a purpose.
0: Yeah, I would. Yeah, I would say. Am I interrupting? No. Okay. I would just say yes. That miracles in the Bible were often used as signs to reveal God's um, character, His purpose, or His authority. Yes, and um, and so in the Old Testament, yeah. So we have examples in the Old Testament like um, um, Moses delivering the children of Israel. So the the miracles and the signs that happened, um, the the Exodus, the plagues, those sort of things. So those were signs, um, and then we also have. In the New Testament, we have Jesus healing the sick, casting out devils and demons and raising the dead. These were all signs of his identity.
1: This is so people would look at him and say he was the Christ, yeah, the he, son of God.
0: Right. That he was the Messiah, the 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 son of God that was foretold of. Right. You can find that in John um, 20. Um and then we also have, when the apostles performed miracles in the name of Jesus, these were signs of their divine commission and the power of the Holy Spirit that they had. And um, I'll read Acts 2:22. It says, "Men of Israel, hear these words: Jesus of Nazareth, a man attested to you by God with by mighty God. works and wonders, and signs that God did through him in the midst, in your midst, as you yourself know." So we have Old Testament um, signs, wonders, and miracles that happen to demonstrate God's power and his character and his authority. Then we have Jesus doing those things too. Mm -hmm. So there's pockets of time throughout the Bible where we see these things. And then, of course, I would say the Pentecostal churches point to the book of Acts again, claiming that they're... The Apostolic Church of today
1: that they're going to do greater works. Uh huh. That's definitely one of the scriptures. Is the greater works one?
0: Well, I think Mark uh, Mark sixteen
1: is that Mark sixteen is,
0: is the big is the big proof text passage they use okay. for um, performing miracles yeah. and I casting talk- out devils. So we can talk about that here in a yeah, second. I talk
1: about that. Um, I did. I did not, um, I wanted to say one more thing about that wheelchair story where the pastor got up the next service and kind of clarified stuff. Mm -hmm. He did say one thing that bothered me really bad. He said, God's reputation is whose is on the is whose reputation is on the line, not ours. So
0: So what is, what are you inferring by that, that God didn't want to do it?
1: Well, I mean, that would be the kind, the kindest of thoughts, but- I feel like that could be taken I mean that it just it just makes God seem like he couldn't do it or something. Well, it's blaming like God. Bad, it's blaming yeah.
0: God that it didn't happen. Or like
1: it's, he could have a bad rep, like he could ever have a bad reputation.
0: Well, again, we we see throughout scripture that God had signs and miracles and did wonders. And, um, so we know that God can do that because we have the accounts of it. We have to have faith that those things happen because we didn't see them with our own eyes. That's where the faith factor comes in. But we have historical accounts of those things written by multiple men. And we know the scripture is inspired by the Holy spirit. So, um, But modern miracles today, I can say in the 30-plus years that I was in the United Pentecostal Church, I never saw a notable miracle like would be described in the Gospels or in in the Book of Acts. Um, Raising the dead. Raising the dead.
1: Opening blinded eyes.
0: Those type of things where you would clearly know in front of you. Yes, we saw many people claim to be healed. Of Of like internal Lupus
1: or Lyme's disease or something well, like that. Well,
0: uh, I'm 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 talking about more like in these services where they say you can have a miracle right now. Like, sure, your, does your back hurt or do you have oh. something inside of you where I feel like now those those could most likely be more psychosomatic um, types of uh, manifestations or of healing at that moment because a lot of times the people would. The, the symptoms would come back rec- you know, a few a days later, later, a little yeah. bit later. So I think what you're talking about would be people that would claim to be healed of something where they might have had a prognosis from the doctor and then there was services that they were prayed for um, or prayed for for a long time and then they were healed um, or they went back to the doctor and the doctor said they didn't have that in their
1: body anymore well something i was going to say too is that um like a a blinded eye you're going to say there's a, a blind person in your church you know they're blind if they if they were able to suddenly see there would be no need for doctor evidence or correct you know or a death for sure being raised from the dead obviously we would see with our eyes but a lot of these cancer ones or even headaches and backaches, like you said, those things we don't have any proof for.
0: Well, even the ones where they say they were miraculously healed of cancer or something of that nature. Again, we're not saying God can't do that. Absolutely. Um, But in most of these cases, you don't see any documentation of it. Um, And I'm not talking about the church we grew up in specifically, but in the charismatic Pentecostal church in large, you don't see these things on camera now when right. everybody has a camera and you should be able to see, or if you do see these things, do we know if these people, you know, if they do stand up out of a wheelchair, do we know for certain that they
1: were, were ever in one
0: well, or with. that they can't stand up and walk a little bit anyways, or things of that nature. Yeah, And you'll, you'll, you know, maybe outside of the, the United Pentecostal church, but the greater NAR style um, services they'll claim leg, leg lengthening and um, things of that nature, but you can some of these things you can fake them and um, so it's it's really hard to know that I mean if you knew somebody couldn't walk for for many many years and there was a an apostle that walked by and then they got up and walked that, that he would know something miraculously happened. And so I don't think though that every time something happened miraculously in the Bible necessarily meant it was a sign either. So,
1: Oh, well I was about to just say um, something contrary to that, I think, which is that we, we don't really have a need for miracles to, point someone to christ anymore right so that a lot of that was a lot of the reason for these sign gifts and gifts of healing and stuff and miracles in the bible was to point to something and to prove something so
0: well i think why some of them weren't always uh, necessarily a sign is because i think some miracles were simply just an act of god's grace or mercy or providence Okay. um such as feeding the hungry or you know we have that miracle of him even though that did demonstrate that he was god don't get me wrong there but i think sometimes he just protects us um sometimes he fulfills his promises to us those are right. all um are all miracles in our lives but they're they're not necessarily a a sign to someone else
1: and i think the difference here is that these are men in churches, praying over people, decreeing and declaring these things happen, mm-hmm. demanding to in some in some way a lot of time for them to happen, yeah, and then telling the people they are going to happen,
0: yeah, or you need to have the faith to have them happen, and if they don't have, you know, they don't happen, then you just didn't have enough faith, or you know, doubt crept in, and so again, it puts the burden on you, right. Um, that maybe i just didn't have enough faith i remember you know thinking about things growing up where i wanted a miracle in my life or needed something to change and i would pray to god believing that you know one of the one of the passages that is used out of context a lot is the moving saying to this mountain you know be moved and declaring that to happen and thinking mm-hmm. that that means you can declare or decree something in your life and I want to do an epi- I want to do a episode on declaring and decreeing specifically because that is not biblical at all and we've seen that I mean again if you're you know if you're recently out or you haven't heard a UPC sermon in a long time, you'll be hard-pressed to listen to one where they're not declaring and decreeing almost every single time they get up. Yes. Um, So... Uh, let's play this clip of, uh, K- uh, Josh Herring, um, in the UPC, um, and h- hear what he has to say here about, um, this message entitled, and we're not, we're going to just play a small clip of it, but it's called the dimension of Spe- special miracles.
1: Okay.
2: Acts 19 verse 11 and 12. Praise God. And God wrought special miracles. Somebody say special miracles by the hands of Paul so that from his body were brought unto the sick handkerchiefs or aprons and the diseases departed from them and the evil spirits went out of them
0: so here's that scripture i was talking about earlier that they use for the handkerchiefs in the in the service in the, in the churches. And, yes. um, we had the little anointing cloths we did. growing up and they would put a oil on them and you could, you were supposed to be able to put them under your bed or in, you know, on your body or,
1: or hide them in, in people that people's belongings that you thought needed to be saved, like in their cars or under, yeah. their, under their mattress, like just yeah, hide them. Yep. And, someone and this is done. the
0: this is the scripture they use again. And I would just point out, like, um, there was a point later on where Paul was writing, you know, to Timothy, and he told Timothy to take a little wine for his stomach's ache. It was clear that Timothy was going through some ailments in his life, and I just wonder why he didn't send him a prayer cloth and say or just declare and decree that he be healed right away. Right. Um, and there's other examples,
2: but that's one that comes to mind. And I want to preach to you tonight the dimension of special miracles, the dimension of special miracles. If you have a need, would you raise your hand?
0: (laughs) I mean, with that organ in the background and talking about dimensions, it just sounds a little bit creepy. It does sound creepy. And uh, I don't know how from that scripture he just read, he got dimensions of miracles, but okay.
2: Special ones right now if you need a miracle would you raise your hand right now we're gonna go into the spirit tonight god is gonna do what only god can do in this building would you let some faith
0: so this is this is kind of the stuff they would say i mean this is not an isolated. we you just using him as an example but this is not an isolated thing we grew up hearing things no, like this, this is the way maybe, maybe talk, not that we're going to go into the spirit well yeah we definitely heard that
1: yeah and that's weird how do you go into the spirit
0: I don't know. I thought the the spirit lived in us. Yes. So are we going inside of ourselves?
2: Without right now and begin to worship him Lord Jesus release the gift of faith right now in this atmosphere I take authority over any spirit of doubt and unbelief that would hinder the miracles from happening in people's lives in all kind of ways I worship you in advance for what you're about to do Starting tonight in this service in the altar call and leading into this week I thank you for miracles that are about to be unleashed on this church corporately and on people individually, also would someone lift up that shout of praise right now? And re-
0: I mean, this guy is so hard to listen to because he screams at people
1: from beginning what? to end. This guy screams.
0: Yeah. In fact, we watched. Um, was it him that we watched a clip of looking for something that he he was trying to do? It was supposed to be just like a talk, a seminar style thing. In it was during general pen- conference during the pandemic. Yeah, Yeah, during during their general conference and during 2020 when they were all locked up.
1: And he was preaching behind a pulpit all by himself in the sanctuary of the church. And it only took him about
0: five minutes to to get... And
1: I asked you, I said, (laughs) I wonder if he'll scream since he's in there all by himself. And yep.
0: I don't know now. I can't. I can't stand the screaming now at all. Not that I loved it it's before, so but pointless. Well, it's just it's so rude to scream at people it like is. that. Um, nice to listen to that. Um, so let's listen to a little
2: bit more of this. Meet that expectation. There it is. There's something in the atmosphere right there. There it is. Let it happen. There it is. So oh, there it is. Whoop there. <laughs> is.
0: There it is. It's in the atmosphere. That the, the miracles they're about? floating in the atmosphere now. I mean, where do we see? I mean, can you imagine Paul saying that? Like, okay, I'm ready to perform miracles. Let's get the atmosphere all stirred up.
1: All ready for it.
0: I'm sorry. Um, This is just ridiculous. I'm sorry. It's just ridiculous.
1: Yeah, we have no example of this in scripture.
2: God. I worship you for what you're about to do. I praise you for what you're about to do. I love you for what you're about to do. Somebody go ahead and grab the garment right now. And I'm ready for a miracle. I'm ready for my...
0: So what garment are we supposed to be grabbing? Because in that scripture he read, it was a physical garment. So are we supposed How? to g- grab the spiritual garment? And what is that?
1: It's the spiritual garment, for sure. Oh, that's what they mean.
0: So it's praise, because it they say be put on praise.
1: Put on so why didn't, praise. why didn't
0: they just put on praise then, uh, you know, for, again, for, for Timothy's ailment? Paul should yeah, have just or said. Even
1: Paul's. Paul had an ailment.
0: Yeah. They should have just said, put on the garment of praise, and then you'll have your miracle.
1: Yep. But no, that's not what happened.
0: So is this the one that he gets into when he talks about Mary and Martha and Lazarus? Yes. Yeah. So he, he goes on and I don't, do we want to play any more of that? I don't know. Um, Uh, Yeah. Nah. Okay. Yeah.
1: Yeah, That's hard. That's just,
0: that's just an example of how a miracle service would start, (laughs) start out. And uh, no, thank you. I mean, Uh. (laughs) um, but I did want to, I, I did want to read, um, the passage of Lazarus, um, real quick, because, um, and that's uh, in John 11. Uh, it's just the first part of it it says, Now a certain man was ill, Lazarus of Bethany, the village of Mary and his sister Martha. It was Mary who anointed the Lord with ointment and wiped his feet with her hair, whose brother Lazarus was ill. So the sisters sent to him, saying, Lord, he who, whom you love is ill, but when Jesus heard it, he said, and this is the key part, this illness does not lead to death. It is for the glory of God, so that the Son of Man may be glorified through it.
1: Son of God. Mm-hmm.
0: Son of God, sorry. What did I say, Son of Man? Son of God. So that the Son of God may be glorified through it. So th- yeah, this, jo- reason, this right uh, uh, Josh Herring, um goes on to say goes on to talk about the different ways that you can get your miracle.
1: Well, yes, and you're certainly not going to get it if you are a, have a bad attitude like Martha, he said.
0: Yeah, she- well, he he says that Martha later on in the passage he says Martha came up and just talked to Jesus and was a little upset about Jesus not coming soon enough. Yep. And it wasn't until Mary he came said He needed
1: Mary. To as the worshiper, Mary the worshiper, he needed Mary in order for the miracle to happen.
0: Yeah, and so that um, it was Mary falling at his feet that caused Lazarus to for for them to get Lazarus miracle of him. Untrue. It, I mean, this it's well, of course, he didn't read the scripture; he just talked about it. But if you read it, Jesus says that number one, it's it the illness does not lead to death but that the whole thing happened so that he could be glorified being Christ and people could, because of course it was noised abroad that Lazarus was raised from the dead three days later. And of course that was a shadow to what was going to come when he raised himself from the dead. But I mean, this is the kind of thing where they twist the scriptures and they give you these prescriptions of how to get your miracles by taking text out of context Bible passages out of context.
1: Mm-hmm. So sadly, we had a guy die in our church while we were going. He got in a car wreck.
0: Yeah, it was terrible. He was young. He had a wife and a and a son.
1: Yep. Baby, Terribly baby tragic. On the way. Uh, yeah, it was very, very tragic.
0: Which again, he was in the church. So how did that happen? Because that only happens when you backslide and leave the church. <laughs> Sorry.
1: True that. <laughs> He was in the church and uh in their church and um he left the church building one day and um wrecked his truck and died instantly. So um he was laid in the coroner's office and or coroner's is that what it called? Yeah. And um the the morgue. The morgue. And the church people they decided to go to the more to pray over his body.
0: Well, yeah, I'll just insert real quick that I think there was um, going on at the church right at that time. We were in this revival, as they called it, and they believed it was going to be this end time prophetic um, outpouring of the Holy Spirit, like the book of Acts. I talked a a bit about that in my testimony of getting out of the church um, and so I think that part of what they were expecting at that time, again, was these miraculous signs and wonders to happen and miracles so that it would prove that the church was the Book of Acts church and that people, that it would be noised abroad that this guy was raised from the dead. So that uh, going back to your original question, I think that is why they seek the signs and wonders and miracles is to prove mm-hmm that their doctrine is.
1: Well, that's what I was going to, I was going to be a little your- bit harsher because Lazarus, story says that it may glorify God. Mm-hmm. And I feel like when they went to go pray over this man, it was very specifically that people would find out that he was raised from the dead and then would come to their church mm-hmm. and be saved in the way that the UPC thinks you are saved. Yeah. So Well, when you
0: have these "quote unquote" prof- That's
1: not really to bring glory to God. No,
0: I mean, um it reminds me of the story um another tragic story of a young girl dying um in the Bethel Church in Redding, California, the one yes. where um everybody sings their songs. Um Bethel Church is pastored by um Bill Johnson. Um It's an NAR church and um, severely heretical, in my opinion, with their doctrine. Um, And so they had a young girl die. Her name was Olive. And I think her parents were on the worship team. And they did the same thing for like days and days and days. They actually had services where they chanted, Olive, get out of that grave. Olive, get out of that grave. And it went on for days. And it it kind of stirred some controversy within, um, the charismatic movement. You can look it up online, um, just really sad and tragic. And they weren't letting these parents grieve in in an appropriate way. And I think the same thing happened for a few days. I, you know, I'm, I don't know specifically about this, this, um, young man that we were talking about that died tragically in our church, but I think there was probably some hope in his wife that, that the church gave him, um, that he could be raised from the dead. Um, and you know, there were, there were things mentioned as we grew up about people being raised from the dead. Um, again, there are times where people are pronounced dead and they do come back to life, um, or they're pronounced dead because they can't get a pulse or they're not moving or whatever. Yeah. um, kind of reminds me of a situation in my own life where I okay. had but I don't know if we want to get into that story but I did I did It's a pa- great story. I did pass out once where um
1: during church well
0: during church um and hit my head and um that happened because I had a an injury but um I was I was out I didn't know it I mean I I literally went and out they, cold. Yeah. And,
1: and they claimed to have not, the people, the nurses and stuff that were around you claimed that they were not getting a pulse. So they were about to open. Yeah. You.
0: Well, they started, they started to um,
1: loosen your tie and unbutton your shirt to, to be able to
0: do, to c- do CPR on yeah. me. And that's when I woke up. But yeah, they couldn't get a pulse on me. So some, sometimes things like that happen and it can be more lengthy than just, you know, 15 minutes or whatever it was for myself or 10 minutes, whatever it probably seemed like longer than that. But, um, I don't remember any of that. And so there, there's stories about people even being, you know, in the morgue and waking up and stuff. So again, that's could God do that? Absolutely. He's God. He's all powerful. But to say, just because somebody, you know, died or or didn't have a pulse for a little bit that that was a miraculous raising from the dead like Lazarus is just i don't I think it's stretching it, so it's very yeah. unfortunate that those kind of things are promised to some people um but yes. I, I've never seen somebody raised from the dead again. I've never seen that, and I just think if it was that notable we would it would make the news yeah and so Um, Well,
1: and it's just the thing that I feel sad about is it's damaging to people's faith Mm -hmm. when it doesn't happen. And if you're told it's going to happen, if you have enough faith, then it's damaging on a couple levels because you have such a burden and weight put on you. I just remember even as a young adult, but as a kid as well, just hearing things from the pulpit and being told that if I did something specific, then something great would be be the result of that and so there's so many things I tried. I mean, I would fast for days on end like there were so many things I tried to prove that I could be a good bearer of this wonderful miracle if you want to give it to me. And it just time and time again I was disappointed because it never Yeah, because out. as
0: believers we're not instructed to do that in the Bible anywhere. we're, ex- we're yeah. expected to um understand that things happen in our life for a reason and that if we are filled with the spirit as christian believers that we have we have the assurance that god hears our prayers and that he that he answers according to his will mm-hmm. and so that's what we're instructed to do is is humbly ask god you know if it's your will take this situation and turn it around and it just is a it's a much Uh, To me, it's a more peaceful way to live is understanding that, things happen in your life for a reason and yes. that it's all according to God's will. And there's been things in my life that have happened that I prayed for miracles to happen and it didn't happen. And I can look back now in retrospect and go, okay, God was really at work. And he, you know, obviously the saying hindsight is 2020, right? And so you can see that now, but in the moment you're just, you're desperate. And now I live under, uh, under, the understanding that God is in control and I don't have to worry and fret about things. I mean, he goes on in this message to talk about hell, hell and the devil fighting you and all this stuff. It's just like, they give so much. And a
1: snake spirit. He talked about,
0: (laughs) You remember that because you don't like snakes. I know they have an obsession with the snake spirit. I don't know. Let's, before we go too much longer, let's talk about Mark 16 because that's the big, that's the big one. Do you want to read that one? Mark 16. And then we'll talk a little bit about Mark 16.
1: Let me pull it up because I didn't have the actual scripture ready.
0: That's not right here. Mark 16, 14 through eight down here. Scroll down in your notes.
1: Scroll down in my notes.
0: There you go. Right there.
1: (laughs) Mark 16, 14 through 18, which is a passage they use a lot of the time. You'll hear them.
0: You'll hear what you'll hear is, and these signs will accompany those who believe. I mean, this is not the King James version, but these signs will follow those that believe in my name. They'll cast out demons and they'll speak in new tongues and they'll
1: Pick up serpents with their hands, and if they drink any deadly poison, it will not hurt them. They will lay hands on, their hands on the sick, and they will recover.
0: Yeah, and so again, I mean, are they laying their hands on the sick and and them and
1: them recovering
0: right there and then? I've never seen I've it. I've never
1: seen that. Um, but so, just to give some context. 16 uh, Mark 16, 14 through 18 says afterward he appeared to the 11 themselves as they were reclining at table and he rebuked them for their unbelief and hardness of heart because they had not believed those who saw him after he had risen. Mm-hmm. And he said to them, go into all the world and proclaim the gospel to the whole creation. Whoever believes and is baptized will be saved, but whoever does not believe will be condemned. And these signs will accompany those who believe in my name. They will cast out demons. They will speak in new tongues. They will pick up serpents with their hands. And if they drink any deadly poison, it will not hurt them. They will lay their hands on the sick and they will recover.
0: So growing up in the UPC, we obviously heard that scripture many times and, um, you'll hear it all the time now in charismatic churches that believe in modern healing and all of this stuff. Um, did you ever hear growing up that this was a, um, debatable passage of scripture because of the fact that it wasn't included in some of the earliest manuscripts?
1: Never once. And I'm, I'm concerned that some pastors don't even know that.
0: Yeah, so um, even though today 99% or I don't know if it's 99% but a large percentage of um, manuscripts available today do include Mark um 6 uh, Mark 16:9 through 20 this this so it's
1: starting at verse 9 that they that that is the controversy whether they Well are even- the
0: it, it's controversial because the earliest manuscripts of Mark don't include this passage. And so there's some other anomalies about the endings or notes that have expressed doubt as far as the authenticity of those verses. Um, The older manuscripts are considered to be the most accurate and concluded that these verses were later added by scribes to. They felt like the ending of Mark wasn't finished, and so that's what some of the, the, the early scholars, because it wasn't included in the earliest manuscripts, have kind of talked about. So,
1: And then also that the vocabulary in those verses don't really match the rest of Mark. Or Correct like the the other parts of Mark. It, right, the structure it does It's different. It,
0: right, the writing style is a little different. It includes words that weren't included in any of the other parts of Mark, and so I guess we're not we're not debating to to like we're not trying to be conspiracy theorists that say like this was added later by the charismatics or people of that kind of thinking. Um, and I don't think there's anything unbiblical about the passages. I just think that this isn't a this isn't a a passage that you should base your doctrinal principles on as far as a modern church um, doctrinal viewpoint.
1: Yeah, well, and I kind of, I feel like you have to point out that if you're going to um, say one thing about the scripture is true, then you have to say the other things like, You don't see UPCers picking up serpents or drinking deadly poison either. Yeah. So, um, and they certainly don't like the scripture that says whoever believes and is baptized will be saved.
0: Yeah, they don't they so, don't focus on that scripture too much. So I would just say this is the one that you'll hear a lot and they'll just take that one little passage that. out. And so just to add some context to the fact that this yeah. wasn't included in all the manuscripts and it wasn't it's definitely
1: in, not the early ones. Which and so
0: I think that we should be cautious about making this a foundational doctrinal principle. And plus, if you read it, he's speaking to the apostles, the disciples at the time, like he's speaking to them and saying this is what you're doing, this is what you're going to be doing in my name, and, and
1: they did, and they
0: did, and so I, I think again, reading ourselves into the scriptures, saying that those were promises for us today, um, you know, is not wise. It's it's not wise. So, anyways,
1: well, maybe we should wrap up and kind of give a good um, positive, it positivity ending.
0: Yeah, I think that um, I think that it's just important to the reason we bring these things up is because I think there's a there's an imbalance of focusing on signs, wonders, and miracles in the charismatic movement, particularly the United Pentecostal Pentecostal churches. Um, I think that all of these things, when you look at them in context, were really to point us back to Jesus and His gospel.
1: He should be our focus,
0: and so. I think we should trust in him, Mm -hmm. his finished work of Calvary and focus more on following his commandments and sharing that message than in trying to, um, chase the signs, wonders and miracles.
1: Yeah. And, and praying and seeking for his will. Like there's nothing wrong with asking for healing. Of course we do that. I mean, there's some people that need to do that every day because they're in pain or you know in yeah, a and bad ways and
0: i know some good faithful christian yes. people that have have lived with debilitating physical issues all of their life and they've been prayed for many many times for for a miracle or for healing and it has not been in god's will and providence to heal them and so these these sermons and these These teachings that, you know, if you can, that we're going to have miracles tonight and all you have to do is release the gift of faith and shift the atmosphere and it's going to happen like those, those are so irresponsible to the scripture and so irresponsible and damaging to people's faith long-term. And so I just, we just wanted to talk about that and bring some light to that again. Um, not that we don't believe that, um, the miracles uh, that God is not a miracle working God, but I would, I would lean towards the fact that the, the sign gifts of miraculous healing are not for the, the church today. So I would lean more to the cessationist point of view on that.
1: Yeah. And we should be discerning of, of false teachers and test the spirits to, um, if you're sitting in a church where this is going on, you should really have your ears open to make sure you're listening for, um, this type of false doctrine. Yeah. Because and it if doesn't you're, line and if, up with scripture. And if
0: Josh Caring is coming to church, make sure you bring some Ear- earplugs. <laughs> Sorry, I started yeah. bringing earplugs.
1: You did the
0: the last few. Um, I don't know why I did. Well, we were we were going through some remodel and stuff, so the sound was really bad. Anyways, but it just got to be where the the preachers they love to scream. Me I don't too. know why, and I, it too. just was hurting my ears so bad. I started bringing. I mean, it wasn't like there wasn't other people that they were stuffing um, tissues in their ear yeah. and stuff like that. But <laughs> anyways. So we hope that this helps someone understand some of the difference between miracles and signs in the Bible. And I know we didn't do, this wasn't exhaustive, and we didn't read a lot of Scripture. Um, We'll put a couple passages that we talked about in the the show notes um, today. Um, And if you want us to explore any of this kind of further, um, then... Let us know in the comments yeah. or send, shoot us a note. Yeah. And we appreciate if you enjoyed the the episode to give us a like or a share. And um, if you're following us on one of the podcast platforms or YouTube and we've earned a subscribe, that also helps the algorithms get our podcast out to the other people that might want to hear this.
1: Or a rating. Oh, yeah. On those, the podcast Those platforms. things work, too. And if yeah. you hate
0: us, then let us know, too. <laughs> give
1: us a one star. <laughs> yeah. No, please don't give us a one star. Yeah.
0: So anyways. Um, thanks
1: for listening though. We appreciate our viewers and, um, and the interaction we have on in the comments section yeah. is fun. So yeah. thanks for that. Okay. But until anything, next time,
0: anything else you want to say?
1: Uh, no, I think we covered it all.
0: And if you're if you're watching this around the holidays, we hope that you had a blessed one. And, um, until next time, until next time, what, Oh. What am have I supposed great, to say? Have a great week.